guys, welcome to this week's episode of That's What She Said with T and Vaughn. This is Vaughn, your Midwest Connect, and I'm joined by my always illustrious co-host T. T, say hey to the people. Hey to the people. We here. I'm not feeling illustrious today, but you know. I'm not either. My hair smells like um, a um, bonfire because that is you know, 2021's happy hour is outside, wrapped in blankets. Well, if you're you're in Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. Wrapped in blankets with the fire. And I had just washed my hair that morning, had some fresh curls. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just a sm- I'm just about to be smelling like s'mores until Monday because I was not about to wash my hair again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not feeling illustrious. But you know, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up, then it's stuck. Hey. So here we are. Um, we're recording on a Sunday because my schedule this past week was a mess. Um, so thank you for being accommodating and for I was watching your panels, I was commenting on them. <laughs> I'm in Facebook jail, so I couldn't even interact. I didn't know who was I know. watching. Um, so I'm glad that folks did tune in. They were um they were great. You know what? I um I always have this struggle when I'm asked to like be on panels or share my opinion anywhere of like always want to be authentic right but then also have to be mindful that I'm on somebody else's platform but then it's like well girl they know you they know you and so if they thought they was going to invite you and you got like you got some sense jokes on them because you're not out of one of those panels i came out with my new ministry and it's called be a city girl amen be a city girl that's it that's my answer to 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 any woman femme or other marginalized gender identity within the sound of my voice my advice to you under this patriarchy is to be a city girl Mm -hmm. that's it period that's just the answer to all. You got problems at work? Be a city girl. Got problems with your man? Be a city girl. Got problems with your neighbor? Be a city girl. The white man trying to keep you down? Be a fucking city girl. That's it. That will get you through. Because that's that means that you are censoring yourself, censoring your own wellness, setting boundaries, right? And being really clear about what you're here for and what you're not here for. Be a city girl. I bet you JT and Young Miami will be really surprised that they're being, that's what all being a city girl means. Listen, because they are kind of falling off on what it means to be a city girl. They they need to go back in and and preach, minister to themselves because they've been doing some, they've been letting these men catch them up a little bit. So (laughs) they need to tighten up. (laughs) They need to tighten up. That's funny that I was um, just saying, you know, COVID being in the house, I've been to myself and I was like, I'm going to get back out here um, on these dating apps. So, you know, I'm a Libra, but I'm also like a, a planner. Um, and, and I like to make my list um, and I like to like set my intentions. And so my, and like, like I couldn't just be like, I'm a download 
Tinder or I'm gonna download Bumble tomorrow. It's like, like, I have to be like, okay, so this is what I'm gonna do. This is where I'm gonna sit. This is how I'm gonna do it. Like, it's very extra. So I decided, um, you know, I've been on this health and wellness journey anyway. I've been doing my daily workouts, been doing my daily um, uh, meditation. I'm almost at three months um, doing that Fenty skin, trying to get this because my skin was. Look, COVID pandemic skin had me looking, woo, um, I was dull. Um, and so anyway, my plan is I'm going to get back out here on these apps starting at the summer solstice. So I'm going to have a shot girl summer because, you know, I'm going to be fully vaccinated in a few weeks, um, doing my thing out here. Um, and what I say being fully vaccinated, because I feel like the world is opening up and people need some damn boundaries. Um, I do not mean I'm going to be out here maskless. I do not mean I'm going to be up at everybody's house. I do not mean I'm going to be indoor dining just for the fuck of it. I mean, I look at being vaccinated as having one more barrier to feeling like a little bit safer. So for example, I get on a plane, I'm double masked and face shield. I look at like the vaccine is having like an extra mask. <laughs> like, I don't think of it as a, a like a freedom shot. I think of it as, okay, you can have a little bit less anxiety about having some good sense in the world shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said a lot and I want to respond to all of it, right? So first of all, your wellness journey, I definitely talked about you in therapy this week. You know, because I always talk about like examples of like folks that are like living their best lives as that is like my focus as I realize that I am not living the life I want to live. And like externally, yes, but like as far as like me, so like I'm bougie in all the ways, but I'm not bougie with like taking care of myself Mm -hmm. to the the depth that I want to, right? And so I kind of talked about that and I use you as an example of somebody who's just like doing their thing. And so I have also- thank you for, for sharing like your journey and your intentionality. And so I've also been started back working out. Um, so I, I worked out out of the past five days. I worked out four of those days. I haven't worked out yet today. Um, but yeah, so thank you for sharing because you definitely was someone who I could look to and say, no, my friend Tracy is doing it. And so, you know, when I, I was really thinking about like, what do I, what do I want to be doing? Like to feel like at my best, that's it. Um, I am going to be doing a little traveling. I'm about to go to get some, some things I want to get done cosmetically, no plastic surgery, but like, um, I'm getting like a full mouth makeover because lupus has stolen my smile and I want it back. Mm -hmm. I want it back. And so I deserve to spend that money on me. So I'm about to drop those, drop those bands, not in the U S though, because U S dental prices are, and for what? Like I'm gonna go to Mexico (laughs) because in Mexico, they are doing like really advanced work. Okay. Um, for a fraction of the price so that's what I'm about to go do and I'm excited about that um I think that being in this pandemic has really really forced me to evaluate like am I doing everything I could be doing to live my life at the fullest right the bi- the biggest possible and I wasn't and I'm ready to do that this is about to be the roaring 20s okay we out here <laughs> so whether you about to have a shot girl summer, a hot girl summer, a city girl season, I'm gonna be cheering you on. Like <laughs> I'm gonna get some actual pom poms to be cheering hey. y'all on because everybody, like we we had to shrink our lives so small for this pandemic 
in order to survive it, which is what we needed to do, right? But it also offered a lot of time for reflection for me and examination for me. And I'm ready to live my life so much bigger with fewer people though, because some of them people didn't make it and I'm fine with that. So everybody didn't make it post pandemic and I'm okay with that, but I'm ready to like live my life fully expressed. So when y'all see me out here on somebody beach in the two piece looking like Lizzo in my stream bikini, hey, deal with it. Because <laughs> I, be, I love Lizzo two pieces. Be what it is. Um, also for these apps, you don't know, my husband on the app. I do know. My I'm not advice, looking for nobody's husband, but yes. My ahead. advice <laughs> is I'm telling you, you gotta shoot your shot. You gotta shoot your shot. Like you have to. Um, because for some reason, and it's so weird. Like being could tell me oh, I thought you were married. Why would I be on this app if I'm <laughs> Why would I be? Well, some people do that, that, you know. They do. They do. And also feedback, because, like, I thought you, I I didn't think you would like me, or I didn't didn't think I was good enough. Mm Mm-hmm. You're a good person. You're kind. You're you're sweet. You you understand that we got to smash the patriarchy. Like, what's up? So, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. But you got to shoot your shot. You definitely got to, because these men's, they not bold like a lion, okay? <laughs> They're not. This, I mean, this could also be a disaster. I will report back because a lot of people gonna be trying to be out here having a shot girl summer. Um, the world has been closed. When it opens up, who knows the kind of fool people are going to be acting. People acting a fool because other people vaccinated. Like, they're not even vaccinated. They're not even planning it. But they like, oh, but other people? Okay, I'm out here. Like, not so. even. And, and for the people who don't understand, you're vaccinated. It does not mean that you cannot get COVID. So you can still get it. You can still pass it. You can still kill your granny. To be clear. To put this in plain language. You can. I don't want to be sick. I don't like being sick. I don't even want, I will get a splinter and want to go to the ER. So I plan on still following my, my, my measure of safety. I do miss dining in. I don't really see myself dining in for the heck of it. Um, but I went to do a curbside pickup today. It wasn't a curbside. I had to go in and pick it up. It was like two people in the restaurant. And I was so tempted to be like, I could just eat here. It was like two people. It's not even a restaurant that was particularly hype, right? But it was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I haven't eaten a restaurant in so long. Mm-hmm. I resisted the sensation and took my tail home. But it was just like, oh, I could just, there's only two people here. I could just sit here. So, yeah. I miss, I miss going out with everybody clowning like making the server like laugh because like I feel like my people are real lax because we know how hard service work can be like mm-hmm. make like being the best table that's like not like hopefully not annoying and then right. giving, giving somebody a bomb ass tip yeah I love giving tips so big that the server be like are you sure did you mean that like go ahead yeah <laughs> that's like yeah that's like one of my favorite things to do is like make sure because for me I personally like I like the experience that's it it's experience it's like being out with your people and like if I can't have the full experience I don't want to go and let me me get a black woman server we balling out sis (laughs) right you're already ordering like drug dealers so 
<laughs> what was that mean by such y'all like what was it like don't stop messing with these women with uh with good jobs and benefits good jobs and benefits because they uh ball out like uh like dope boys mm-hmm. yes that's me child i was at a restaurant and i ordered something it was some champagne cocktail and she's like well it's not on special anymore or that drink's not on special i was like that's fine bring me two y'all want one like <laughs> girl don't we when we out we motherfucking out okay we're out Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to that once we can safely do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of, so this actually gives a segue. So I think we've talked about on this show a couple times, but speaking of like having um, a platform that used to be like really about the pandemic that is now doing too much <laughs> um, versus um which i i feel so old i'm like i miss the old verses (laughs) but like i did me too it was so it was like simple and sweet and felt that's when they were tricking us right and jill scott like just Mm -hmm. vibing with each other over Mm -hmm. instagram live like Mm -hmm. amazing Um, even like the ones that didn't work out so well like when the uncles couldn't get it together <laughs> that is what my pandemic entertainment needed to be. I wanted to, I needed to know they were struggling being in the house just like me. Yeah, it was good. Um, and so th- now they have one coming up um with SWV and Escape. And at first I was like, SWV and Escape, yes. And then I was like, wait, we just go act like Tiny ain't facing hella charges with so many folks who have come out to say that like her and T.I. have like sexually exploited them. We just go out like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. It, I was disgusted if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Um, and then to have like their bandmates be like, oh, I don't, I don't believe it. You could have actually could have kept that, right? Just go get your check because you need your check. You could have kept that. You could have kept that in defense of, yeah, it is. Um, it is. It's like every time I think like we've made some progress in respect to like holding these celebrities accountable for their actions something happens like oh no not really it was just that particular person it was just that it was just that person it was just just that person i think with all of these like kind of bohemian systems that uh you know just benefit from capitalism and exploitation um of all kinds they are not ready to be like exposed it is the same thing that we do with all like exploitative systems where we try to like tinker around the edges and so they'll like throw you a bone real quick um and we fight really hard for this bone real quick but it's not taking on the entire system so you Mm -hmm. think about like a r kelly for example and it's like okay r kelly's in jail and if you feel like jails are justice um you know that is a thing um Shout out to, I'm reading um, We Do This Until, Until We Free Us uh, by Miriam Kaba. Um, that's really about the prison abolition, uh, prison abolition and uh, abolition all, all together. Um, mm-hmm. So I just got to say that if 
I'm not a person who believes that prison equals justice. But if that's your thing, people like R. Kelly, like, go to jail. Like, Mm -hmm. he's locked up. And there, all of a sudden, we feel like, oh, here's a win for the system. Mm -hmm. Is it a win for the system? Because R. Kelly was creeping in the back of a fucking Aaliyah album cover um, when we was in high school. So, or middle school. Like, that's not a win. It's not a win that um, he got, that R. Kelly, after years and years and years decades even of exploiting shattering lives Mm -hmm. right and grooming children um and then writing songs about it has gone to jail and what about people around r kelly what about Mm -hmm. all the people who have empowered r kelly i don't mean just the um you know people who was in the studio with him or like the people who was like actually his handlers directly handing little girls to him i mean like what about jay-z who R. Kelly was like, people was looking at him real side-eyed. People, people don't remember this. Folks was looking at R. Kelly with a real side-eye back in like the 2000s-ish, right? When that tape came out. When they did the best of both worlds. And then when they did the best of both worlds, Jay-Z made it okay to work with R. Kelly. Like, because Jay-Z mm-hmm. was the top of his game. R. Mm-hmm. Kelly was like, and they did a whole song about not being guilty. A horrible song like that, right? It was a horrible song, but it was like Jigga Kelly, not guilty. Like you were standing with him. So mm-hmm. what does it mean not only to like address like a TI and a tiny individually, but what does it mean to like pull back the the like rug of all of these folks? And the music industry is not ready for that. And that's why they stand with each other. So that's why they could think it's cool in the midst of all this to like put out SWV and escape. I, I mm-hmm. am curious to know if um, if Tiny will show up or Tiny will be there or they'll do it without her um, because of the backlash, but mm-hmm. I think it's trash and I will not be, um, I will not be tuning in. Yeah. Hard, I, I love SWV and I love escapes also, escapes also. Yeah. Yeah. It versus versus is irresponsible anyway. Like the way they're insist on having these in person things in the middle of a pandemic. Like they're irresponsible anyway. Yeah, because even I think because when Keisha Cole and Ashanti did theirs, they were in different places, but their whole teams were clearly there. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just. <sighs> It's the pandemic and it's also the the levels that they don't care about like what is going on in the world outside of them. Mm-hmm. So I it's won't sad. be tuning in. It'll be sad for me because I love um, the music of both of those groups. Um, but nah, nah. But good luck to that. Good luck to that. Um, Sorry to that man. Sorry to that man. And I and then you know it's always interesting because people were like, oh, you know, it's just cancel culture. People try to cancel tiny. And I just really get frustrated when I hear people talk about cancel culture. It continues to make me ir- to make me mad because really it's just folks are not used to having a coll- like people who are not famous having a collective way to push back. So if you think about R. Kelly, if you think about a lot of things that have happened throughout history, the question is constantly like, damn, would this have happened this way if it was if we had social media? I think about like the OJ case. So if if we had social media back in 
whatever OJ happened, somebody would have pulled the receipts of OJ talking about how he not blacky OJ. <laughs> People would have been like, oh, I'm good. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not on that. Or like actually pulled the receipts of how he's abusive to women. I mean, of course you would have had still had people defending him the same way you had people defending Bill Cosby, but it wouldn't have been the same way. It wouldn't have been the same way. I also wonder like how I would have been, I would have been a whole problem. Mm. Well, I was too young, but if it happened, pres- like if it was like present day, right when it was going down, I would be a whole problem because I still, when white people be extremely upset with OJ, as they always are, I still kind of just be like, <laughs> y'all are really upset, huh? And we'll, it will be also like, this is for the ancestor shit. And knowing that shit ain't right. Knowing that is not no. right. Because that is not what my ancestors wanted. Knowing it's not right. But seeing white people upset, like really like, Ooh, it makes me feel good. Especially not over OJ's ass. That is not, the, not what ancestors wanted. It's not. O, OJ was not so avenging the suffering of our ancestors. No, but I love trolling them. I love it. Yes, that's yes, absolutely. But OJ was not avenging the trouble of uh the avenging the struggle of our ancestors. OJ is like the plight of ancestors. OJ is like a direct descendant of niggas who told those runaways. Like I love trolling them though. My favorite uh, thing. And every time OJ be on social media, I'm just like, my God. Take his phone, right? <laughs> every time. Like Orenthal, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> just chill out. Please. Um did you see this video um, that has been going around? So Jimmy Fallon, the least funny of all of the Jimmys, um, did um, had somebody named Addison Ray. I don't know her. Um, I know you do the TikTok, so I'm not sure if you know her. Um, that came on and did eight TikTok dances on his show. So it's like a little two minute video that has gone viral. Have you seen this? I have not. Addison sound white though. She is. Okay, yeah. That's all I needed to know. Um, and what people were saying is that Jimmy could have done a better job. So like not having a white girl come on and like do these viral TikTok dances that were created by black creators. Um, the, he just put up the video. Let's see when he put up the video. He put up the video on the 26th. Um, and now it's going around. Um so we'll see if he actually says something. Jimmy constantly have to complain or co- complain. Jimmy constantly has to apologize. He had to apologize about Trump's hair when he ruffled it. Like he always does some bullshit. I think he had done like a sketch or something in blackface that he had to apologize um, for. So this is an example. I think it's trash that he had this the, this white girl doing doing it anyway. But it would have been very easy to say like nay nay, and then put like the at of the content creator after under it. But also, it's hard for me to believe that you couldn't have gotten some of these content creators online or like on. It's your not that hard to find these originators. It's really not no. that hard. No, it's really not that hard to fucking find it. No. And even if and she had... looks like stiff fucking, uh Yeah, it's bad. She's not even good at the dances. I wish that 
we uh, <laughs> we put out a video so people can see your face right now. <laughs> Her Corvette Corvette is straight trash. Straight trash. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Hate it. It's not good. And it could have even been interesting if one of like the black creators came and like did everybody's dance and was like you know shout out to this person shout out to that person but have at least an originator of one of these things in this like all last year motherfuckers was talking all this shit about standing with black folks and being black creatives this and we want like to make sure we diversify our inner in um, industry and there are really, really basic, simple things that you could do. Like I might even we none like we not on here saying okay, you should have get given these TikTok uh, creators a million dollar grant to start a foundation and you know what I mean. Like that's the kind of bullshit that people do for PR. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. bullshit. People that money is good for people, but like that's the kind of thing people do for PR. We're literally saying you could have bought a couple black creatives on to do these dances to show how they did the dance that they made up, and give credit to the creator. Do you know how good how cute that would have been for somebody if the girl who had like created the savage the dance savage that's on, my little niece if she would have came her. on she's all the 19 that would have meant everything to her it would have meant everything to her and she would have bodied these other dances to other also be oh clear. yes she absolutely would have to be clear so she like you know it would have been cute to say look the creator of the savage challenge is coming on to like show and to like you know and then she would have probably insisted that when they put the name of the dance they also put like the at of the content creator yeah yes. and then jimmy could have at the end say you know black you know young black folks are doing really amazing things on tiktok um mm-hmm. you know sh- look them up that would have meant everything to her she posts she posts content every day Every single day. That would have meant everything to her. That's, oh, uh, you got this little white bread, Campbell soup looking ass bitch up here. I don't even know what, okay, ain't, ain't that how you got, uh, child is. Until I got a Facebook deal, all white people smell like soup. I just can't the, believe that was the, like, that was the thing. That was the thing that put y'all over the edge. The fact that (laughs) y'all, you got, the fact that you got uh, banned from Facebook for saying white people smell like soup has got to be one of the funniest things that's ever happened. Like, that, this was the thing. This was the thing that put y'all over. And I did not lie. I didn't lie. I was at the library and it would be cold or rain. I'm like, damn, who making soup? It took me months to realize it was the people that I was smelling. And not somebody's old lunch. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Mm. Y'all smell like soup. Mm. Telling the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. And fuck Jimmy Fallon for that bullshit. That's why I watch this shit now. Yeah. I'm looking now. It looks like she is like a person who started on TikTok. But I mean, but then again, like, so I'm looking, she has like 4.7 million followers on, twi- on Twitter. Just thinking about the fact 78. that- 78.8 million on TikTok. Just thinking about the fact that it is, you know, the- it 5 is billion likes, 5 billion likes. Right. Woo! It is the whiteness yeah. that makes her have all of that because as we've seen, her dancing isn't even great. It's not great at all. Baby, mm-mm. I well, hate it. Hate it. Are. Hate it. 
I'm I'm so fucking tired of whiteness. Like, if I could beat whiteness ass, it would be well whipped fucking daily. Like, I'm tired. I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired of half-assing. I'm tired of these bitches blowing bubbles for a living that could afford a $2.9 million home. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. With a capital fucking T. Tired. Because my niece who invented the savage dance ain't got a a, 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 a a percentage of that type of a following. Mm-hmm. Child, I'm so t- And I'm in motherfucking TikTok jail also. For Damn, TikTok? Child, only thing I said was I call somebody Polly Pancake and I'm in motherfucking, I gotta stop comparing white people to food. Apparently, you know, they compare us to food all the fucking time. Chocolate, caramel, mocha latte, like they always describing us with food. <laughs> oh god i'm i'm tired i'm not I, i'm tired i'm i'm just i'm ex- the exhaustion okay i'm exhausted that's why i try not to even interface with whiteness because the shit is exhausting it's fucking exhausting i can't even mm, that's I, I did not know you got in trouble yeah. on tiktok i'm in I trouble can't. on tiktok I didn't even do nothing. I didn't even know people could get in trouble on TikTok. <laughs> so, all right. Well, just keep it up the train of things that make you mad. Let's talk about your problematic non-fave, Derek Jackson. Man, fuck Derek Jackson. I ain't never fuck with dude. Let me tell you something. I don't trust no black man. I don't trust no man who be motherfucking pandering. Nah. Because, like, it's one thing to, say, to stand in solidarity. It's a whole other thing to be fucking pandering. He's been a panderer since he opened his fucking mouth. So, her folks don't know, who don't know, um, Derek Jackson is a YouTube influencer with over a million subscribers who talks about relationships. Um, what I think about Derek Jackson, what I think about is whoever, you know, whoever it is is about to see heaven. The person who pulled that little clip from the Malcolm from Denzel Washington is Malcolm X saying, "Your brother's starving." <laughs> like every time I see it, I laugh. I'm like, "Who thought?" Like this movie is so old, and anytime somebody is like thirsty online or say some shit, they like pull up that clip. Like that brother's starving. I'm like, how? Just like the creativity that that took the like thought like you was like damn i seen Malcolm X back in the day let me pull this clip to talk about these yes. <laughs> so that's what I think about every time I see Derek Jackson but I, it, it that was the thing that made me uncomfortable for him it was nothing about his persona that like made me believe that he cared about black women mm-hmm mm-hmm it was mm-hmm. that you knew that you could make money because you were like a conventionally attractive person mm-hmm. who like, you know, I didn't even know dude was married. I didn't know nothing about him. I've just seen his little videos where he's like, what, driving around, trying to give relationship advice, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of, blew, um, recently, obviously people started talking about him because he cheated on his wife and did a video with her where she was like looking basically like a hostage and holding his hand where he talked in the third person about cheating on her did you see the reaction video to that video that he made where he was like laughing at himself yes and talking about himself again in the third person yes it's giving weirdo 
<laughs> it's giving a sociopath. Like, it absolutely is. And then did you see, I was really sad. I have, I've tried not to watch too much of it because, and I also try not to like make fun of his wife. I'm trying to grow in those ways. But um, let's talk about that too though. Yeah. When she. I, you see a hat. I see yeah, a You see a bonnet. Salvation. You see a, a bonnet. bonnet. To be clear, this is a bonnet. You see this a bonnet. This is also a bonnet. <laughs> I see a helmet of salvation. Hey, girl. I'm deep conditioned under here. So this is a bonnet. I just need to wash my hair. So, yes, you're not making fun of her, right? Because I have also been in some situations where a man, may, while I may not have been on camera looking a fool, I have looked a fool. Oh, okay. I've looked a damn fool. And also, we do have to talk about the ways in which she is a pick me because yes. pick me's are dangerous. They're dangerous. They're dangerous to themselves. They're dangerous. They're a danger to other women. They're a danger to children, right? And so we have to talk about those things at the same time. She is the ultimate pick me. She has her PhD and I thought I was cold with my homemade ice cream. <laughs> no baby, no baby. She is saved and sanctified and filled with the motherfucking righteousness of pick me in a way in which I could only have hoped to aspire to when I was in my heyday as a pick me. Matter of fact, I came across a tweet that I tweeted in 2013 or something. I was like, you can repulse me with a piece of string. <laughs> the devil is a motherfucking lie because no, you can't. <laughs> I said, this tweet did not age well. This is embarrassing. <laughs> this is embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. Look, one of my I'm not like this anymore but like one of my like early like 18 19 year old 20 year old rules when I was dating is don't be embarrassing me in public it could be some bullshit going on behind the scenes I could find out we could fight it out but if don't embarrass me in fucking public I feel that way about things now I feel that way about my work so if I like am a person within my field and I recommend you to do something and then you like mess it up purposefully or you just don't care about it, I'm mad at you because you've now embarrassed me in public. Mm-hmm. So this has been a theme throughout my life. Like, don't be, don't be out here embarrassing me. And I was embarrassed by both of them. <laughs> like I was out here secondhand embarrassed by both of them. And It was, people have told folks, like Black women have told other Black women about Derek Jackson. And when they do, it's, oh, y'all don't want a good man. Or what do you want? Or what more do you want a man to do for you? Um, so somebody who is so clearly so harmful gets all of this space because he happens to like talk as if he maybe likes us over somebody who is us. And 
it happens in every space. It happens all mm-hmm. the time. And mm-hmm. we just got to stop letting these toxic mm-hmm. men learn some vocabulary and be able to break in and make fucking money. There are actual Black women with Black women as lived as experiences who are talking about relationships who don't have nearly the platform that this man does, who could be more helpful, who actually come from a place of actually truly loving Black women. And this man who understood that he could manipulate Black women got this fame yeah and the thing about it is that he never actually spoke to anything that was substantial you know what I, you know what i'm saying like that nigga was deep as a puddle right like but he's he like he like spoke to like he spoke to women but never really held men, men accountable right to shit like he, he you know he just he just said some cute things right but never ever ever held her I did a series of like fake like uh, memes, like using my Derek Jackson voice a few years ago. I tried to find them to <laughs> just be like, I've been told y'all about this nigga. I've been told y'all this nigga one shit. Like I've been told y'all about this nigga. Um, but he never spoke to like any like protecting black women or really holding black men accountable. It was like, you know, he just, he, I, listen, I don't, I didn't, he could he he wasn't saying nothing to my uncle and daddy damn had already told me, which is pretty much fuck these niggas live your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's that that's really that's all you need. <laughs> right. Something I've went back and found um on my Facebook because I I remember there was like a little bit of time where I would do like the hashtag everyday patriarchy. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Uh, um it was years ago. Um and I would like find memes of, of things that were just wild. And I, I remember, and I remember, and I'm seeing now how people were, and I didn't realize I was being ironic. So they would unironically like the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, ugh, this is, and that's who dude is like just the, and, and something that you said just like really hit that nail on the head for me that he was never talking to black men. Mm-hmm. he was never he was never doing that and so black women have to we face this impossible standard of relationship where we either the gold diggers or we too, we stupid for staying too long mm-hmm. we either are asking too much or it's our fault for not asking enough like well oh of course he did this thing to you you sat there and let it happen mm-hmm. but the kind of ride or die or does she always held me down is like the standard or is like this is what it's like a standard yep um and so Mm -hmm. there's like a damned if we do damned if we don't and we never have men trying to talk to men about it or that's not who gets platformed it is people who trying to tell us how to be different Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yep which is if his wife actually took the advice that he offers us, she'll be gone. Bingo. 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 Which is why I say I go back to what? Be a city girl. <laughs> sure. That's right. Say <laughs> <laughs> so you damn if you do damn if you don't. You do what you do what you want to do. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So something that happened a couple of weeks ago that we didn't discuss, and I can't believe we didn't discuss it, but 
here we are today was uh, the situation with Kurt Franklin and his son. Um, did you hear about this? I heard about it. Yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about it, and 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, Kurt Franklin has a 33 year old son. Um, and he released a conversation uh, between them um, online um, and in it, you know, Kurt was like swearing at him and threatening physical violence on him. Um, It's obviously recorded by his son, so we don't know like exactly what the relationship was or exactly what um, prompted this reaction. Mm -hmm. But I... I mean, you know how much I hate people talking about shit getting canceled or people being canceled. The immediate aftermath from people I knew was like, I'm not canceling Kurt Franklin. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, was there a memo who told you you had to do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, Kurt Franklin Franklin threatening to beat the brakes off his son doesn't mean you can't listen to Melodies from Heaven. I didn't tell you that. Right. Um, Right. and, And there was like this really quick other reaction of well i got my parents hit me and i'm fine mm-hmm. you're you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're you're absolutely not fine mm-hmm. i don't know what happened in their relationship it ain't actually too much of my business especially because this is a grown man you know like i feel like my feelings about it would be a lot different if I was, or if this kid was like 15 or 14 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that my mom, my parents, my mom has never talked to me that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I cannot imagine my reaction if my mom talked to me this way. I also can't imagine what I could do to prompt my mom to talk to me this way. But I'm also- I'm also really grown. So like, it was just this, I don't know. I was just like really put off by the like almost vitriol that came. Like, I'm not canceling Kurt Franklin. Like, okay, mm-hmm. listen, to, they can listen to Stomp. Did everybody tell you you can't? <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah, that was that was weird for me. I don't know, what, what, what did it bring up for you? Yeah, it was a few things. Um, so I was able to see the, immediate like Kirk Franklin was wrong and then the I'm not canceling Kirk Franklin and then these really deep dives into like people's traumatic relationships with their parents um <clears throat> I've never been spoken to like that by a person walking this earth mm. <laughs> ever um you know I am the person who I know the two men who yelled at me in my life and I've never spoken to them again because don't talk to me in those ways that's not something I'm accustomed to much like yourself, my mom has never talked to me. My parents have never talked to me like that. I couldn't imagine what I could do that my parents would talk to me like that. But I also, <clears throat> no one should talk to anyone that way, right? Um, especially not your child, adult or not. And I know you did not say that anybody should talk to their child that way. I'm responding to um, things that people on social media were um making a lot of excuses for it. And I don't mean extending grace because I extended grace because as a parent, while I've never spoken to my children in those ways, I've screamed at my children before and I've had to go back and apologize um, because that is not the ways in which I want to communicate with them. And mm-hmm. having to own that, I screamed at my son when he forgot his, his 
<laughs> he forgot his goddamn marching shoes on parade day. How the fuck you forget your mar- you're marching? <laughs> How you forget? <laughs> your- <laughs> and I have to get two different children to two different schools. Pretty, I have to be in two places at the same time, pretty much because they're both marching in the same parade, but they attend two different schools. And now I have to now double back and go home, and I can no longer be at the second school to serve breakfast, like I said I was, because I have to go get food. So it was a whole thing, right? And I'm screaming at my son. And so I also understand that in parenthood, there is not perfection. And so when, when it first happened, my immediate response was, well, I don't know if there was a call to cancel him, but I'm not going to cancel him because I understand that in parenthood, there is not the need for perfection, even if he's supposed to be like a man of faith or whatever, like that, mm-hmm. that don't mean nothing when you are stressed out or whatever the dynamic of your relationship is and here you are, he should not have, he should not have talked to his son in those ways because you should not talk to anyone like that ever. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. We're supposed to have some type of control over our emotions. And while we are not perfect in that, there needs to be some acknowledgement of like, that's not how we're supposed to talk to people. So to see so many people making jokes about it um, was like, damn, what kind of, what kind of dynamics y'all got going on over here? Because that's, it's not okay. No matter what the dynamic was, it's not okay. Like if, if my thing is this, if we have to talk to each other like this, we shouldn't talk to each other yep and that's it we just should not talk to each other if your relationship with your child is at this point you shouldn't have a relationship with your child i don't know i don't know who's at fault i don't know the history i don't know anything but i know at this point this relationship should not be happening the only thing you're doing you're you're only harming each other right now um but it was but it was really funny to it was not funny not funny it's very it's very disheartening to see to see the jokes and to see people make excuses and to see people say that they would talk to their child in those ways like you disrespect me I'll talk to you xyz it's like really mm-hmm. you would talk to your baby like this because they have disrespected you and I've been trying to stray away from saying using the language of like respect and disrespect I've been trying to call it exactly what it is so it's not you disrespected me. It's you minimalized my feelings. It's you lied to me. You you spoke over me. You because this this thing about like respect and disrespect. Like I think about the ways in which um, sometimes that word is weaponized, especially when you're looking at a at a where there's a hierarchy, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's things that the person who is um, higher up in the hierarchy right can do things that the person who's in a lower position in that situation cannot do because if that person did it it's considered disrespect but if it was to happen in the opposite direction it's like a just do right so Kirk Franklin can cuss his child out and call him names and threaten him with physical violence but if the child were to do that then Kirk Franklin would be justified in anything that he would do in a response but the child would not be justified in anything he would say to his father as a result so I try to stray away from that language because of the way that um, I begin to think about how we use like disrespect, you disrespected me. It's like this blanket term. Na- name what the thing is, right? Um, so it was, it was just very hard for me as a parent, like to see that whole thing play out and to see other parents like make it seem that that's normal. That's not normal. That's not normal. It's not acceptable. It's not something we should joke about and like dismiss. Mm-hmm. I I hate I hated I hated it. I hated the fallout. I hated hearing it. 
and I hate it be the response of other folks who heard it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I'm not a parent, so I have never um, had the dynamics or I don't, I don't know what it's like to raise a child. I don't know what it's like to um, be responsible for somebody's like full well-being um, and have them grow up. Um, I'm, a, I'm an auntie. And in many ways, like, I feel like I've had a role in helping with raising kids, but at the end of the day, they go home. Um, and so I, I think about that when I talk about this situation or think, or, you know, like when I have an opinion about the situation, I just know as a daughter, um, I could I can't imagine anybody who loved me talking to me this way. I do know that they, there's been like conversations about mental health and there's been conversations about therapy and a bunch of other things that I hope that for their sake, um, you know, they can get some help and they can get some, um, they can be in relationship with one another. Um, but I just feel like some, it was a lot going on with the conversation um, about like a 30, you know, a man in his thirties and his dad. Um, mm-hmm. This was like a family, a private family thing. And some of, some yeah. of it that we shouldn't necessarily have had access to. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it really did expose to me that some people had some really fucked up relationships with their parents yeah. that they believe that don't impact them that very, very deeply impact them. Thank you. Yeah. It's another thing too. I've been, I've been watching on social media. Um, I was a part of this Facebook group. I just, I just be in Facebook groups. I'm in a, I'm in a buy nothing Colorado Facebook group. What? I don't know why I'm in these. I don't know why I'm in these groups. <laughs> I'm in a baby daddy, baby mama drama. I don't got no well. baby daddy drama. I'm just in the group, child. So I'm in, I'm in this one group, and it's called like Children of Toxic Parents. And one thing I noticed in that group is that there's lots of rehashing the trauma right Mm. and there's never any any conversation around like healing or 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 breaking cycles it's just yo yeah your mama a piece of shit look what this piece of shit doing and sometimes some this one particular thing happened where this person said her my mom my mom told me i had to have this much of a percentage to put down on the house and i think she's lying to me and i'm like no she's not lying and she started going in. Like she all, I said, girl, okay. Well, in this case, she's not lying to you. You do have to have a certain percentage to put out on the house if you're going for a traditional mortgage. And so I just noticed it's a lot of like, I don't even know if I even have the language. A lot of those spaces become very toxic because you just have people circling trauma. Reliving yeah. trauma and just circling back through it over and over and over like this collective circle of trauma and no one's looking to interrupt to say hey this happened that sucked what you're accountable for right now is your own healing and how you continue to move as an adult people never want to hear that but healing is hard healing is, is hard as fuck it's easy to rehash. It's easy mm-hmm. to like talk about all the things that happened to you from whatever mm-hmm. perspective or whatever, but to like actually dig deeper into like what it meant to you, how it's hurt you, how you mm-hmm. may have hurt others as a result of it. That shit is hard. Mm-hmm. 
and people don't get on facebook and other social media for hard they just get on and listen to each other talk <laughs> that's it that's it i had to leave that group because i just all i saw was like people who were intent on being stuck in their trauma and if i were to say to them yes your parent did these things to you but your parent are responsible for you right now, baby. You're responsible for yourself and how you want to how, how you want to move forward in this world. Then I would have been victim blaming. And I'm like, you know what? I got to go. I gotta go because this is not a helpful or healthy space right here. Mm-hmm. It's not. And, and and I see that happening. There was there was a post on Instagram that said, forgive your parents. The comments are like, How are you gonna tell me to forgive my parents? My parents, hey, hold on. If this don't apply, scroll on by, right? (laughs) (laughs) Some people do have some things that they can forgive their parents for and they can set healthy boundaries and they can move on to have a relationship with their parents. If this ain't your reality, baby, keep scrolling. How you gonna get mad at the person who posted this? Maybe they found some healing in forgiving their parents. And they just want to tell them, tell they good news. You don't got to do nothing because a man on Instagram, Mr. Nigga on Instagram said forget your parents on me, you got to do it. <laughs> like, it was wild, these comments. I'm like, damn, y'all really want to carry your trauma on your back. That shit gets heavy. Mm-hmm. It gets heavy. Mm-hmm. I, child, I was blown by them comments. All he said is forget your parents. It was just, it was, a, it was a seed. I ain't got to forgive nobody. <laughs> right? That was really the comments. I really like this page until you told me what to do. Yeah. What? What? It was wild ass mess, I tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wild ass mess. <laughs> well, not related. Um, but now I'm really still mad at you for the background. Y'all, Shavonda has been trolling me with the background of her Zoom since we got out here. But somebody said, there's a there's a, uh, unofficial study that says that Prince William is the sexiest bald man alive. Prince William is not even the sexiest bald man on my street and I ain't been outside in six months. Look, I don't. William is not even the sexiest ball man in his house. <laughs> I'm certain that that's true. I'm certain. Like Prince William has no lips. He has a weak chin. Those gerbil fucking eyes. That sloping forehead. That overbite. I need y'all to know that I'm look, staring dead at a picture of Prince William because that's what Shavonda has as her background. And so I'm looking at Prince William right now. Just... We're going to act like The Rock not still around. I mean, if we're going to talk about bald men, right? You offer me The Rock or this man. You think I'm going to pick The Rock? I'm also like, are people just trolling us? Because Prince William is not bald. He's balding. Balding, to be clear. (laughs) To be clear. It's like... To be clear. It's it's rude. It's rude. It's rude. It's irresponsible. 
but the palace PR has been on overdrive. He got him a black friend and everything. Shit. They are in said, a different. <laughs> they're in a different generation, decade, whatever you want to say, in the way that they are pushing back. Um, they think the palace like runs the media in a way that can like I mean and and to be clear I don't know what people are saying in the UK like this all of this might be meaning something but it also has made them look more like clowns to people who have no allegiance to them um and so while there used to be like some like luster and people like um people like looked at them with like oh they're like majestic I mean I never did because I thought they were ugly but they all I I was just gonna say they're ugly yeah. All of them are fucking ugly. Princess Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth took a good picture back in the day. But all of them are fucking ugly. Prince William looks dead. Or not Prince William. Prince Philip looks dead. I wish somebody would tell him he dead so he can go and let go. Because that man been dead. Prince Philip is tired of being bought back. He's tired of it. He don't want Listen, it no more. He said, let me go. And the fact that Queen Elizabeth just trying to live so her son down here at the throne is a gag. I mean, it's just think about all the PR that they put in post Diana for to like try to rehab Charles and Camilla for the crown to come out and for Meghan Markle to take that whole shit down. Listen, somebody said Tyler Perry took down the royal family and I was <laughs> Medea takes Buckingham Palace in this bitch. Like, what? <laughs> It's Tyler Perry. Yep. Yep. So also y'all girl Sharon Osborne finally lost her job on the talk. Um I still find it really funny that they put the show on hiatus instead of just Fire. letting her go <laughs> in right. the first place. I hope people got paid on that little time off while they was doing a little investigations on this racist white woman. But what did you have to investigate? Like we all saw it. That was enough. That was was enough. She said, "You better not cry." She sounded like an abusive motherfucking mother. Slap the fuck out. You better not cry either. Like what? She was like, "I'll give you something to cry about." Like get your ass something to cry about. (laughs) Look, speaking of people who need to relive their trauma. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. But also, Cheryl Underwood, girl, bye. That bitch would have been cussed out so motherfucking fat. You better not cry. I'm not gonna cry, bitch. You is. You about to cry. I'm gonna start molly whopping her ass. Yeah, that was a lot. That's a whole lot. Well, you about to lose your job. Hey, you about to lose your job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she lost her job. So lost her job. She'll be all right though. Is Ozzy still alive? I mean, I think so. Damn. He actually been dead. He don't know it either. But, okay. Well, they'll be okay. Look, look you know I'm finna Google Ozzy. He probably looks horrible because Ozzy looks horrible. Yeah, I mean, looks like Google hasn't had a, a recent picture of him. That's on purpose. He's alive. Damn. They'll be okay. They all that money from the old MTV show, by the way. Mm-hmm. I used to watch that shit too. 
And this look, this is on his Wikipedia. It hasn't been updated since 2013. In April 2013, Oswald revealed through Facebook that he has resumed drinking and taking drugs for the past year and a half, stating he would he was in a very dark place, but said he had been sober again since early March. He also apologized to Sharon, his family, friends, bandmates, and his fans for insane behavior during that period. Hmm. You probably saw somebody in the air we just don't remember. You definitely, you listen. Because the funniest reason, though, for calling somebody in the was my blood sugar. <laughs> that <laughs> diabetes and the hug in it is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is still the funniest reason. <laughs> I can't wait to use that. My blood sugar, Your Honor. <laughs> Just the re- most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Why you beat that light- white lady up in Metro Market? My blood sugar. I hadn't eaten. Uh, I'm not myself when I'm hungry, Your Honor. <laughs> Look, like, get a Snickers, motherfucker. <laughs> and to also be clear, he was like, I got I got type one. Not that nigga type y'all be getting. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. <laughs> I have that type one diabetes. Fucking Ooh. sugar eaters. Mm, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my God. <sighs> yeah. too much um so we talked a little bit about it the last time we recorded we wanted to give updates we talked a little about um samaria rice and lisa simpson um who um samaria rice is uh tamir rice's mom um talking about the movement um people within the movement basically like getting a come up off of the name in the in the deaths of black folks so specifically um her first thing came after the um grammy grammy performance that tamika did with little baby um where they (laughs) re (laughs) i'm so bad at you for laughing i wasn't even joking (laughs) i know and that's the sad part right like they just reported out, you know, the Grammy performance that Tamika Mari did with Lil Baby. You did um, a performance with Lil Baby, right? You couldn't even go get, like. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. And they reenacted a police shooting on the stage, um, did a performance, and then after, at the end of the performance, like, Tamika did, like, kind of a campaign or, like, a rally speech. Um since then, um, you know, the internet has been in shambles um, with the call-outs. Everything from the fact that, like, uh, BLM Global had raised $90 million so people feel like the families haven't seen any pieces of that, to saying that folks like Sean King, who always is this with him, didn't give folks money that they raised for him uh, or raised for the families. Um, and so there's been a lot of back and forth, a lot of calling out. And so um, the what I just read, um, there's an official statement from um, Samira Rice, mother of Tamir Rice and Lisa Simpson, mother of Richard Risher um, and the collective. Um, so I'll just read like the first little piece of it. Um, 
after Tamara and Richard were murdered, when we had to bury our sons, we didn't see Black lives or matter. Our DNA changed when our sons were murdered. It took breath out of our bodies. When y'all go home, y'all chant Black Lives Matter. When we go home, we miss our sons. We don't need y'all to stand in front of us to tell our stories. We need y'all to stand in back of us and lift us up. If your agenda is not about helping our children, men and women, then get out of our get out of our fight. Enough is enough. We released a public statement that expressed our concern with Tamika Mallory, Sean King, Benjamin Crump, Lee Merritt, Patrice Cullors, Melina Abdullah, and the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation to stop capitalizing off our loved ones. And we call on the people to join our fight for accountability. Um, so that was at the beginning of their statement. Um, it's in Wear Your Voice Mag, or so Wear Your Voice Magazine, so wearyourvoicemag.com. People can read the whole thing. Um, and so the meeting, um, I will read just a little bit of this. Um, so the meeting agenda says, after Patrice Cullors, Sean King and Tamika Maori reached out to Samaria Rice requesting to meet with her, it was decided that we will accept a meeting with Patrice Cullors and Tamika Maori promoting an inter, um, intramural focus on the mothers and black community in mass. Um, so basically they said they not meet with Sean King. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, that that's right so funny. That sounds I, right. That was really petty of me, like, because they definitely was like, yeah, he asked and we said nah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what accountability looks accountability looks like for them. I, I will say that for me, I think often about how this is messy and hard work. Um, and I and I cannot imagine being a family a person whose family member was killed by police and then um, seeing people who I feel like capitalized off me. Um, and so I hope that um, Samaria and Lisa like are able to um, get from this process what they need from this process um, and that we come out on the other side of this like more able and more willing to hold these families in a way that um, feels good to them and is not just about promoting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know. This whole like watching this whole thing unfold, like on social media in particular, was very interesting to see. Like what I would call like gaslighting behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So for people to say, "I never once mentioned your son's name in any of any of my work," is like, but you didn't necessarily have to particularly mention her her son's name in particular for everyone to know. Like the fact that you are a known name in these circles is is because of the ways in which these folks have been murdered by the police mm-hmm. you so it was it, it, it was a gaslighting it was the initial not wanting to be held accountable um and then it was like we're not gonna talk about the Cadillac commercial we definitely are okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we definitely are. You brought it up. So in the midst of all of this. Yes, uh, in the midst. That's the part. In the midst. In the midst of all this, um, <laughs> Cadillac posts up a commercial that they did with Cadillac Tamika Mowry. Cadillac messy as fuck for posting this in the midst. I, I mean, yes, and the reality is this is something that we talk about but the masses don't weren't talking about this so that there were a lot of people who didn't even know this was occurring and like so for folks that don't know um there was a a commercial with from Cadillac with Tamika um that 
you know, she hopped off the Cadillac. She was like with other black women <laughs> talking about. I hate that you're laughing. How about the Cadillac? Hey, some D's on. The, uh, anyway, that's not the point. That's not the point. Um, and so, anyway, but like talking about like liberation and black empowerment and all these things, um, and and the timing just like could not possibly be worse like here you have people saying like people whose loved ones have been killed who are saying you are capitalizing off my loved ones and then like at the same time there's a Cadillac commercial that drops I not even brother Saturn right a Cadillac and to also be clear that so the commercial was posted on Twitter by like a person who's very close to Tamika. Yes. So Cadillac had posted the commercial days before and because people don't follow Cadillac on Instagram that way, mm-hmm. like they didn't see it because it was mm-hmm. it was on Instagram, not on like, I don't know if it was on Twitter or not, but people just didn't, don't follow that brand. So people saw the commercial as a result of one of, one of her homies posting it. Yes, queen. <laughs> meaning that even if because like obviously this wasn't shot like while everything was happening this was shot before that and then it was like edited mixed whatever released but you like somebody within your circle thought it felt it was appropriate to promote it mm-hmm. somebody posted like the dream girls got me a cadillac video got me a cadillac 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 Got me a Cadillac car. <laughs> Look at me, mister. I'm a star. <laughs> I can't stand none of y'all. It's the levels of ridiculousness. Like, you know, we talk a lot about spaces that we may not ever be invited into because uh because people know who we are right i know for a fact there are certain there are certain ac- ac- accolades that i will never um experience because i'm really strong and that i'm here for black women and black fans and other marginalized genders first last and in the midst right like that's who i'm here for and because of that there are certain spaces i will never be invited to it's like and I would hope Cadillac would know not to ever fucking call me for a commercial. They can give me a car, though. You, I mean, you can give me a car. And I'm not going to thank you because I don't even acknowledge my donors for love on Black women. Like I'm I would not publicly thank you. Just give it no. some reparations. I, I, don't, I don't acknowledge my donors for love on Black women. Um, well, not all of them. I don't, I don't. Why people you're not getting an acknowledgement? Like you were really, I really would have to know that what you donated really caused you to um was a sacrifice um but anyway i mean i think um, but i do but i do think that there is something there because i think that the, that what you're raising is this question of like who benefits mm-hmm. so there are people who will like skirt accountability for like whatever because they know us or because they've donated to us or because they have relationship relationship with us and Mm so I do agree and I think that activists have to remember that everybody is not Mm anti-capitalist and so there are are times and places that you can get in and spread a message that other people can't get in and so like there Mm -hmm. is a balance of Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah there is I mean there's a balance and it's hard 
Mm-hmm. And there's also people who are just like, I don't have to, like, I don't have to be accountable to anybody. I can have fucked up corporate count culture. I could do whatever I want to because I have publicly shown this support for this black thing. Mm-hmm. And I, anyway, sorry about that. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, 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 that's right. And I think about too, like, so, you know, I like nice things. Y'all know I love nice things. I have some nice things. For certain places, I'm not going to come with my $60 Starbucks cup because that that is the space for that. So you you riding your Cadillac down to the to the protest? It was just it was very cringe. It was a very it was it was a very cringy commercial. Mm-hmm. Like super cringe. Like this is really happening right now. Mm-hmm. and the timing the timing but even like the friend who shared it like their whole thing was not just oh look at this commercial it was like yes they trying to bring you down queen let these haters know and I'm like <laughs> this is not giving what you thought it was gonna give no it definitely is not giving that um yeah I yeah it's part of I don't really discuss a lot of this on social media because I think you know excuse me um for me a lot of this is like really really nuanced um Mm -hmm. because like I said like everybody part of the job of like organizers is to organize the people and like meet people where they are and to and to like speak to people in every um, avenue that you can and so no money is good money a lot every a lot of people are taking ridiculous money right mm-hmm. like Ford, Ford Foundation is a donor is mm-hmm. like a, a person who like is a foundation that don't that like finances and funds a lot of the work mm-hmm. um, so there's a way to be able to talk about that um, while also talking about people using our names using our work capitalizing off of Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just it's hard and when I saw that I did laugh I'm not gonna lie um it did make way in a lot of the group chats I'm in um Mm -hmm. especially given the timing um again just I hope that Samaria and Lisa get the things they need. Um, That's it. Yeah. It really impacts some change because there is something to say about how are we not taking care of families? How are we not taking care of each other? How are we Mm -hmm. not um, doing the work of like taking on the state and also doing the work of making sure that we got each other? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So again, if you want to read the statement um, directly from the family, it's at wearyourvoicemag.com um, and you can look and see their official official statement. And folks who write for where um, folks who write for where your voice mag are supporting the families um, through the process. So that is all happening. Mm-hmm. Finally, before we get to some political stuff, did you have you seen um, Lil Nas X's recent video? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the Christians are pressed. 
baby, the Christians, the fake Christians, the the the, the two times a year church goers. This is the third time of year. Like Lil Nas X has created or has turned the Christmas Easter Christians into Lil Nas anti Lil Nas X Christians. Listen, I love to see it. I have always been a fan of his. He is such a troll. I live for it. And also does a really good job of like upsetting the people. Mm-hmm. Just upsetting the people. And they need to be upset. They need to be upset. They need to be shook. You know, I live by the, if I'm uncomfortable, everybody's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he took the very ideology that has been used to condemn him to attempt to condemn him because also y'all have no power or no dominion like over another person's life, right? Um, but this attempt to condemn is to take their to take their very images and like use it against them and like to, to use his own words. Y'all been telling me I'm going to hell for my whole life, and when I finally go, y'all mad. Like, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're you're worshiping the devil. Actually, he defeated the devil. He defeated ain't that what y'all Christians be trying to do? Defeat the devil. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Shall prosper. And he said the same thing, including this hell that y'all keep trying to put me in. It has no power over me. I'm gonna get out here and take this motherfucker over. And it's mm-hmm. gonna be lit. One thing about him is you're not gonna outdo him on the internet. Shaw Wayne. You just not gonna do it. Um Shaw just need to leave these kids the fuck alone because you're not. And there's a lot of people who really mad about a video that they either have seen or haven't seen. Like which one Maybe. is it? No, I saw somebody who said locked his video. He's having sex with the double. I can't even make it past the first 30 seconds. You lying, baby, because he didn't have sex with the devil until much later in the video. <laughs> is you lying or is you lying? <laughs> like, after you push repeat, like, I can't believe he did this. I can't this. believe he did this. Um, and so now, you know, he has a Nike collaboration coming up. Um, mm-hmm. And you got folks like, I'm not going to wear Nike because of this. So, like, you mad about this, but you wasn't mad about sweatshops? They ass gonna be wearing Nike. Oh, they definitely gonna be wearing wearing, wearing Nike. One hundred percent going to be wearing Nike. Nike one of them brands you can't. I mean, you 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 cannot wear New Balances, which is hard for me because New Balances be cute as fuck. Okay, but you're gonna wear some Nike. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're gonna. They lying. They lying. They're absolutely lying. They don't even believe themselves. And they also you're not. You not heard Nike for real. <laughs> okay, sister Mary Clarence who bought one pair of Nikes a year. <laughs> you not even Nike's target. Nikes just keep making your little funky shoe because you and your other and a hundred other loyal uh customers still buy that same stuff. You're not Nike's target audience. You buy one pair of Nikes a fucking year. Nike will be fine. Nike will be absolutely fucking fine. Without your $69 purchase on clearance at Kohl's. Could you please stop dragging me? Listen, dragging myself, shit. I, I go. 
I go, but have you seen any from, new ones that close lately? Because I haven't, but I, I shop from low, lowest to highest every goddamn every time I shop on Nike.com. Okay, because I used to need me a little shoe, something in a little color, you know, for them times when I got to go for a little walk. I don't, I, you know, I'm not out here but drop get following the drops. <laughs> Nike ain't looking, for, Nike ain't checking for me either. <laughs> Nike is gonna be fine. But Nike ain't checking for nobody who searched from lowest to highest, huh? So like Nike is checking for the ones who go from newest. Nike is checking for the ones who be lined up outside the sneaker shops and they gonna recoup that money. They're gonna lose some yo once a year sale by dropping a new Jordan. They ain't worry about you. Also, one of the people who said he was not gonna wear the Nike um was Swaggy P, aka Nick Young. I'm like, dude, didn't you used to date Iggy Azalea? We don't want to hear nothing from you. Oh, my God. You were dancing with the devil, too? Shit. White devil? Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm mad because I still, like old, like the old millennial I am, would drop that swaggy P gif from time to time, and now I can't do it because I'm mad at him. So I know nothing about his life or nothing about anything he's ever said. Social media really fuck a celebrity up because you're like, damn, why you still, why you be talking? Right, you could have just been a, been a Jeff and gone about your business. Yeah. So go, Lil Nas X. We're fans. Um, Absolutely, that's my whole nephew. Fuck y'all. We love to see it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, his his import his existence is fucking important. Like, do you know how many young queer babies are seeing him and just know that like they can live their whole life out loud and say "fuck all y'all" is, is ready to give their middle finger to the world, just live and be happy. That's it. That's fucking important, and I will protect that shit with my last breath. Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all hoes. Fuck all y'all hoes. Die mad shit. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker die expeditiously. Y'all about that. Stay fucking mad. Stay pressed. Um, yeah. So only good things for Lil Nas X, our little favorite internet troll out here doing his thing. Somebody said something about him being like uh their kids loving old town road and they can't believe he said, Ain't my job to raise your kids. I said on the motherfucking night. And you know I love to tell people it ain't my job to raise their kids. And I'm you get y'all kids old. and they can bop to. You got that. Go be blessed. Leave him fucking alone. He ain't thinking about you or your motherfucking kids. Right. Right. If you was girl, don't, don't let me start on people raising these motherfucking kids. <laughs> don't even know their kids' motherfucking teacher name. But they worry about what the fuck little Nas X doing. Well. Shit. I, I I would hope my child grows up to be that creative, that talented, that free. He just bought his first house. He young as hell. Fuck y'all. I can only hope that my child expires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So this is going to be our audacity of white men, but another white man took over, so we will just talk about it, which <laughs> is <laughs> which is the voter suppression laws in um, Georgia. So Georgia just passed um, a law that restricts mail-in voting, criminalizes the acts of giving food and water to voters in line, um, and could make it easier for like folks, uh, you know, Republicans really um, to meddle in the elections. 
Um, it was obviously signed by their whack-ass governor, Brian Kemp, who stole, stole Stacey Abrams' seat for her from her. Um, and also there, um, there was a representative um, who, a black woman representative, Representative Cannon, who went to go knock on uh, Brian Kemp's door in the um, state house and she was arrested. Um, so all of that happened um, in Georgia. And I just think, I just keep thinking to myself, all this shit happened for them to make it, make it harder for us to vote for awful people anyway. Like this happened because, because like Joe Biden won the, like the, um, won the state and it happened because really dope people who we happen to know like insay and folks like that are doing really great work in georgia Mm -hmm. um, and actually turning out voters and so they were like okay we're not going to change our ways so that people want to vote for us we're going to just make it harder for them to vote for us right and folks are um rightfully talking about like the jim crow era tactics and they are uh, republicans are now being mad like how dare you call us racist while we're doing racism (laughs) <laughs> i'm trying to think white supremacists members of the kkk don't even want to be called racist right. nobody wants to be called racist you're right they said oh you, y'all y'all like flipping states huh you like flipping states okay <laughs> got something for you but you won't flip another one <laughs> who are these white people and it's all so that we can like vote for people who still ain't shit right that's the thing we don't we don't win either way it's yeah anyway so brian kemp would have been our audacity but this is just for me it does underscore for me like why i make sure that i vote because they try to take this shit away so so tough Mm -hmm. um and so i encourage people to find elections i know like the the higher up you get the more if your politics are like mine or shavanda's like it's harder to get in line with those folks because they're not you know people who support our interests Mm -hmm. but there are people who are running for office who support your interests there are people who are running for city council or school board or things Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. um and they are scared of those people rising up to become or or to rising up and delegitimizing this fucked up system um so you know find a local race to plug into um and watch out and support georgia and the work that they're doing um to, to ensure that people have the right to vote i've been part of so many like little crews where we, you go and take like the little baby waters to like the polling location mm-hmm. and like talk mm-hmm. to people and make sure they stay in line and so f- to make that illegal is yep. saying so many things mm-hmm. yeah And to arrest an elected official for knocking on the governor's door. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. So finally, the final thing that we have um, is our audacity of white men. As you know, white men are audacious every week. If they every breathe day. Every day of the year, mm-hmm. every second of the day, 
Mm-hmm. Um, every second of the day, there's an audacious white man around the globe, somewhere around the globe. Um, this week, however, um, Chet Hanks has taken the cake. Chet Hanks is the son of Tom Hanks, who, you know, I thought Tom Hanks could do no wrong. I did not want to know about, about bad things about Tom Hanks. Um, and yet here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hanks, decided to hop on social media the other day um, on his Insta- or his Instagram to let us know that, well, you know what? It's only 30 seconds, Shavada. I'm going to go ahead and play what uh, Chet Hanks wants us to know. Hey, guys. Um, Look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is uh, about to be a white boy summer. You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about, like, Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR-type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B, Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready, you know, because I am. Hey, guys. Um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just I got this up. feeling, I man. Even stop I, was, um, I was so enthralled by Shavonda's disgusting face. Um, Child. First of all, Chet. Don't don't be trying to put yourself up there with John B. Don't try to put yourself up with toxic 90s bay. What you say, boo? What? <laughs> if I asked, would you say I do? I'm sorry. John B gave us a whole song, a whole toxic anthem where he told us to stop talking to our friends because they was telling us the truth about it. Don't him. listen to what people say. They don't know about me and you. Put it out your mind, girl, because you you actually put your mouth on John B to try to what John B like now how I get I've been minding my business hopefully hopefully people didn't even notice I was white I had my hair cut real low okay John B did have that taper so did John B said look I'm over here just trying to be unproblematic and not be noticed. John B said, I'm still trying, I'm still making money off my 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 goddamn royalties. Why are you putting me in this? Mm-hmm. Um Chuck, they smell like soup. <laughs> Chet said, if you could vibe with this. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you something, Chet. Um, we not vibing with this. Ew. Also, I'm gonna pull up some pictures for Shavada to look at. This man right here, John B. I'm problematic. Okay. John B is like, look at this. Look at this. Wait, he got canceled. What does say? John B canceled after admitting to what? Where? Put your him and Beyonce. Click on it. Oh no. Oh, he said something about like liking Beyonce when she was a minor. I think. Oh no, she was 16. Oh no. Okay. I gotta go. stop looking. Oh, I didn't even know about it. Go sit with Chet, child. <laughs> See what Chet Hanks has done? Just taking so much from us. <laughs> taking so much. I I mean I don't know much about Jack Harlow. I've heard like maybe I've heard a couple of 
songs from him. Um, so I feel like that's a Gen Z find or maybe a younger millennial find. I don't know about him. Um, but Chet, a white boy summer. I, what summer hasn't been a white boy summer, Chet? What oh. summer hasn't? Um, Chet went on to clarify he was giving rules for white boys. Y'all can look those up if you want to on your own time. Um, I just... What's the rules? Leave us alone? I just can't understand how this man fixed his mouth to say it's going to be a white boy summer. His lipless mouth. His lipless mouth. First of all, y'all can't even be out in the sun too long, Chet. You can't even be out in the summer. What are you talking about? You better make it an SPF summer. <laughs> what are you talking about? You talking about a Nordic summer? <laughs> Not a Nordic. <laughs> the sun hates you, Chet. The sun literally hates you. Chet really tried to have a little taper too, though. If, if he, we be honest. He tried funny looking self. Somebody like it, sadly. Ugh. The only thing a white boy needs to be doing this summer is giving black women their money. Walking around mm-hmm. just handing it out. That's the only thing I want to see from the white boy. I make my own rules about white boy summer. Come with mm-hmm. your wallet, open your mouth closed. Those are the rules. Mm-hmm. White boy summer. Get the fuck out of here. Don't nobody want that shit. White women don't even want that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants that. <laughs> Chatting in for to be out here acting a fool. Y'all be safe. Uh, I'm a make say ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know. Y'all be white safe out boys, here. White boy summer. You know, he made me think about that meme where it's like the guy in the pool and he's like, yeah, and there's people put like different words on it. He put like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, shit, I like cheese grits. My name mm-hmm. Chet. How you doing, brown sugar? Yes. There's also <laughs> one where like a white boy is like, yell, like, uh, like yelling in a white girl's ear and she just looks disgusted. That's another one that I laughed at. Oh, Chet. Tom, get your son. Get your son, please. So somebody hurt him out here in these streets. Because he gonna get hurt. Mm-hmm. He gonna get hurt. That's all that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. White boy summer. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Tom, please get your son. Please. Because if I get him, I'm gonna hurt his feelings. <laughs> no white boy summer. What the, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Well... As you see, Shavonda believes that's very audacious. It's and that's extremely all- audacious. <laughs> and that's all we got for y'all today. Shavonda, is there anything else? Any announcements you have? Any things you want to promote, push out? Just, you know, if you see a white boy coming anywhere near you this summer, fucking mace him. Mace him. <laughs> These motherfuckers are fucking serial killers and mass shooters. Mace him. Is that what he mean by white boy summer? I don't know. 
I live in Oakland. I don't really be seeing white boys like that, so I don't know. We need to ban white boys until we figure out what the fuck is going wrong with them. <laughs> white boy summer. I'm disgusted. It don't really be no. It don't really be white boys in my neighborhood. So, oh, white boy summer. And when I get back on the apps, just because of chat, I'm gonna make sure I swipe left on all of them. White boy summer. Smoking got a motherfucking lips. Imagine trying to enjoy a margarita on the beach. You look over this nigga ain't got no lips. White boy summer. Child. Ain't got no rhythm. No lips. I don't is this, is this is this your white boy summer king? I blame Prince, Prince, whatever fuck his name is. William. Harry. Who the fuck is that? Okay. I'm done. I'm gonna go ahead and tell my husband about the white boy summer. Okay. Well added up to here with these white boys. <laughs> All right. Well, Shavada, say bye to the people. Bye to the people. Make these white boys though, for real. Okay. Bye, y'all. <laughs>